With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. With reports direct from Melbourne courtside and from our offices in New York City, it's the Australian Open edition of the Tennis.com podcast. And here's your host, Ed McGrogan. Hey everyone, Australian Open Podcast, Day 4. I'm Ed McGrogan here talking with Steve Tigner down in Australia. Uh, the second round just wrapped up, and the most, uh, the most, one of the last matches to happen there was Andy Roddick going out to Leighton Hewitt by retirement after three sets. Uh, Roddick won the second set, lost the first and third, and then uh, called it quits there. Uh, it would have been... You know, a, a huge result, I think, under normal circumstances, considering the location we're in Australia and the history between these two. But, but this match, as anybody who watched it on TV saw, um, you know, just lost a lot after Roddick's injury was recognized early in the match there. And, um, you know, it kind of definitely brought the vibe down a little bit. Um, what did you see in that one, Steve, from watching it yourself? I was actually enjoying the match more than I had thought I would. Uh, you know, I've seen these guys play a lot of times, and, and they play a pretty basic brand of tennis. You know, obviously it's good, but it's not flashy. Neither of these guys are flashy players. They played a really great match, I thought, uh, a couple of years ago at Wimbledon, uh, five-setter. But, but um, I was, you know, on this slow court, I was sort of expecting there had been a lot of, of fairly bland baseline um, matches at night here the court really slows down and, and it's hard to do much so I was expecting some of that but these guys played even when Roddick was hurt I thought um, some pretty entertaining side to side baseline tennis really started at the beginning of the second set when Hewitt decided even before Roddick was hurt Hewitt decided he was going to be more aggressive and he was more aggressive than you really normally see him he stepped forward on his backhand and he he um, started to follow the ball sort of follow normal ground strokes sort of ghost into the net behind him. You rarely see that from him. And I was impressed by the way he held his nerve um, and stuck to his game plan and really, really played more consistently once Roddick was hurt. I think that's hard to do. You see a lot of people immediately start to, to miss and get nervous, get tight because, um, because they know they, you know they should win the match suddenly, but Hewitt didn't do that. And, and Hewitt just said in his press conference that he was – he was happy with that. He considered it one of the one of the better matches of his career from a mental standpoint. Just to, that he could he could stick with that. But of course, otherwise he you know Roddick was Roddick was hurt. The main you know he he still hung in, had three break points at four five in the third, and only lost that game on a on a ball that bounced twice in the net and dropped over. Pretty cruel way. Pretty cruel evening for Roddick in general. Yeah, that was uh, you know one of the. That that set point uh, reminded me, I think, of how I think it was Federer beat Lubitsch to win Indian Wells one year on a shot, something like that. Very strange way to to take it. And and we talk about how Hewitt is really limping to the, kind of the end of his career, whenever that is. Um, this is just kind of the latest setback for Roddick, who 
Uh, you know, he's, he won a slam way back and then has always been trying to get it back, get another one since. He was basically had it in his grasp at Wimbledon in 2009. Um, but ever since then, it, it's been kind of really a, a series of, of little, just, uh, you know, little setbacks, like I said, that just keep uh, popping up. And really, it just doesn't look very promising if, uh, if you're ever still holding out hope like... Um, Pete Bodo is that Andy Roddick will win that second slam. It's too bad. Um, it's too bad for Roddick, especially because he he felt like last year, last winter, he overtrained, and then he he got injured, and he he this year he decided that um, he couldn't train the way he used to maybe five years ago, so he cut it back, and thought he thought he was training smarter, and you know, it still ends up getting injured. Yeah. Earlier in the day, there were. No, look, we were looking at the results here, looking back on this day. There were no huge upsets to um, that, I, that I would say, uh, but some very close calls. On the men's side, there was um, David Ferrer nearly went out early to Ryan Sweeting, an American. Um, that would have been a, a very big result there, um, even though you know Ferrer doesn't have the big cachet of the top four guys, still a highly, highly ranked player. And then the more noticeable one was Petra Kvitova, who was down, um, was in the third set down a break and really kind of looked like she lost her way for a long time against Carla Suarez Navarro, um, who upset Venus Williams here years ago. But um, as quickly as she got down in that match, she kind of turned it around and, and saved face in three sets. Yeah, that was, um, you know, you're not quite sure what to make of that match right now. Does it show that, that like we thought, she can, she can really go off still? Or does it show that now she can fight back from that? I guess, I guess it shows both. And and the positive side is that, is that when she went down 2-0 and she was nearly down 3-0, it really looked like she was she was going to go out. And that's it was the type of performance that we've seen her, you know, lose lose with before. Just just basically missing missing everything, and she never gets it back. This time, um, she slowed down. She really. You know, fought a little harder. She made her first serves. Um, you can see that she, when she was down love thirty in one of the games early in the third set, she really slowed down and played point by point. Um, you know, maybe she has that sense now that she should be winning these matches. She said afterwards that that being the favorite in matches is still new to her. Uh, you know, being number two in the world is still new. Something she has to get used to. Something she's still, you know, maybe she's just um, this kind of match maybe showed that. She has a little of that sense of like I should be, I should be winning these matches. I can't really give these away anymore. Right, just can't afford to at this point. Um, the other top players, for the most part, took care of business. Um, you had Serena winning in straights on Laver. Before that, Sharapova uh, lost just one game in her win. That was pretty impressive regardless of her opponent because of how she's still serving. Um, then you had Djokovic cleaning up after those two in straight sets. So so those matches were pretty cut and dry. Um, as for the rest of the, the day, what did you see around the grounds there walking around that caught your eye? Um, I saw some of that Ferrer match, and Sweetie played well for a while, really hit big, but just couldn't quite keep it up. Ferrer, Ferrer hung in. I saw some of Monfi against Bellucci out on Margaret Corderina. Unfortunately, that's going to be the last men's singles match. I think there's one women's singles scheduled for that court tomorrow. That's the end of the singles on that court. Yeah, it was, just like, 
it was just like you said that uh, it's it's one of the it's either Monfils or Sanga. They alternate, and they uh, yeah. th- that that was against Bellucci, and got a, it looked really good on TV coming through over here for sure. Yeah, I watched the first two sets. I felt like Monfils, if I didn't know better, I think he intentionally tanked the first set just to make it a longer and more enjoyable <laughs> for everybody because he really just he didn't try in the first set. And he came out in the second set and and, and, and wiped the floor with Bellucci six zero. I feel like he just wanted to get into the mood of the of um, of the arena because there was a pretty good it was a good crowd and a good scene out there. Uh, I also saw watched some of Murray. He looked like he'd re- much more relaxed this time. He and Lendl much more relaxed than they were in the first match. Um, and I saw a little of you know Sabine Lasicki looked good. Raonich looked good. Um, and I watched a little of Tip Sarevich struggle, but eventually, eventually pull out a match over a, a local um, kid, James Duckworth. So, yeah, pretty, um, pretty much by the book today. And a little bird told me you also saw um, the the Vanya King Anastasia Pavlyuchenko match, and uh, you it was a, like a book you couldn't put down, except you did, and. Um, so why don't you get that in? What would you see there? Right. That little bird was correct. I did watch some of that match and got a sunburn. Um, <laughs> Pavlia Chenkova just, you know, she couldn't win. She has the bigger shots. Vanya King has gotten a lot better. In the, in, you know, she, her career seemed to be stalled. She became a, almost like a mixed double specialist now. She's, um, she's in the third round, and she's, you know, she can hang with these people. Pavlia Chenkova is ranked 15th in the world and has a bigger game, but but it didn't look like that in this match. Maybe this court is a, somewhat of an equalizer, but a pretty a good result from um, from an American who, you know, we hadn't written off, but had, you know, isn't somebody that we that we talk about a lot. Yeah, as for Americans, I think we will be talking about a little a little bit. I watched a lot of um, the Sloan Stevens Kuznets of the match and. Um, Stevens went down there in straight sets, but I mean, really some impressive stuff. If if you're looking for a, a player to watch down the road, um, just such impressive uh, strokes from re- just a young young woman there, and um, I think we'll be seeing a lot more of her in Reese in the next couple of years. So yeah, good game, uh, good game, um, good athlete. Also, I like her attitude. She's you know she seems to be not in awe of. Of the other pros, but you know, without being, you know, without being ridiculous. Or, really. Yeah, but she's you know she plays it like you know she competes well. I think. Right. Yeah, and uh, you know, speaking of mixed doubles, I, the the partnership of Serena and Erotic, which was to be, I think you could pretty much throw out the window right now with Rock's result. Uh, in case any of you were uh, looking forward to that, so. Uh, We'll be back with day five at the start of the third round tomorrow. For Steve Tigner, I'm Edmund Rogan. Thanks for listening. You've been enjoying Tennis.com's weekly podcast. Thanks for listening. For all the latest news and events, head over to Tennis.com. 